Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Hope all is well in your world. I want to begin addressing a couple of things, and I'm kind of setting the table of the atmosphere that we find ourselves in on this 24th day of May of 2022. I want to talk about a couple of hot spots of activity as it relates to what's happening in our country and frankly what's happening in our world just a couple of hot spots and then go into what is happening politically I just want to preface my remarks today on this subject by repeating something I have said for a long long time And that is, there is a tremendous need for leadership now more than ever before. Tremendous need for leadership. I mean, I just want to ask you the question right now. We're supposedly the greatest country on the planet. Our representative around the world is Joe Biden. Now I ask you, do you see anything resembling leadership coming out of the White House right now? that inspires any measure of encouragement and inspiration. I wasn't planning to go into the story today because we've talked about this ad nauseum. It almost, it's almost a waste of time to even talk about it because nothing has changed. It's an Axios story. An Axios story from Sunday. I may as well go ahead and mention it. A poll indicating Americans are pessimistic on Biden and the economy. Boy, is that shocking. Americans pessimistic about the economy and Joe Biden's presidency, according to CBS News poll out Sunday, indicating 63% of respondents describing the country, the state of it, as uneasy and worrying. U.S. continues to face sky-high inflation rates, soaring energy prices, which we will talk about amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Biden's approval rating in this poll stands at 44%. 56% disapprove of his handling of his presidency. 65% of people polled said they felt Biden is slow to react when issues arise. 69% said the economy is bad. A growing number of people pessimistic about the price of goods and services, the economy, and the stock market. 
respondents more pessimistic also about their retirement plans. Is there anything we're encouraged about at all? Anything? Well, believe it or not, more respondents voiced optimism about the fight against COVID-19 and the state of jobs in their communities. That's a good thing. A very good thing. But you get the you get the picture of how Americans feel right now. It's dismal. It reminds me again when we've talked about this before with the Carter administration. And frankly, this is Carter administration on steroids. Remember that word that was used way back in the 70s? I even remember that as a kid. How old was I? Preteen. Back during that era. And I remember that word malaise and how they kept talking about it. Ultimately led to the presidency of one Ronald Reagan. But ladies and gentlemen, we are a full two and a half years out from any relief from another president on this. The only thing that could possibly be done would be some form of offset from a Republican House and or Senate if that happens in January. But this goes back to what I said to you about a dearth of leadership. It's not there. There's nothing that inspires. Nothing at all. So my plea, my encouragement, now is the time to see leaders arise. I told you some weeks ago, and we had him on this program a couple of times, Kyle Lubke, he's running for Charlotte City Council at large. And I told you, hearing him articulate conservative values so clearly and succinctly, it's one of the best presentations I've heard In really quite a while, I don't hear this articulated very well on the stage right now. And we're going to talk about some of the infighting that's taking place and the source of a good bit of this, which some of you are going to be ready to, to uh, let's just say, rhetorically stone me over what some remarks I'm going to make later on in the broadcast. They're not new. But again, we cannot... Focus on the past. And we must not make this about a person. The question is, who can lead us right now? In our communities. In our local areas. In our states. And indeed the country. Because it's going to become increasingly clear. The White House has nothing. Joe Biden has nothing. So what do we get from Joe Biden? Breitbart has this story. Joe Biden awed by record high gas prices. Part of the incredible transition from fossil fuels. Yes, I am saying it, and I don't hesitate to say it. I think this is intentional. I do. So here we are, forced to live with the pain of high gas prices spiking. 
Joe Biden sees something far more luring in the offing. He believes the country is going through an incredible transition from fossil fuels via high gas prices and on to something greener and by association better. This is during a point joint news conference with the Japanese prime minister. Here's the situation. When it comes to gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that's taking place that God willing, when it's over, we will be stronger. And the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. That's his view. By the way, the national average for a gallon of regular gas, 456 on Monday. 40 cents higher than just four weeks ago. And the price is still going up. <laughs> Boy, do I know. I filled up. Was that last night or the night before? Used to cost... What, $30 to fill up, fill up my smaller car? Now it's up approaching 50 bucks. In parts of the country, California, for instance, you know this, the average price for a gallon of regular gas, 606 on Monday, 606. The cost of diesel used by farmers, truckers, to supply you and I with the things we need. Up 75% over the past year. You think we're paying for that? You darn well better believe it. And how does the president view this? It's wonderful. Part of the transition from fossil fuels. Isn't that just wonderful? God help us. We'll talk more about this. One more element as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. In the last few years, involving Donald Trump and involving investigations like the ongoing investigation now to see the derivation of this investigation of Trump. And I've warned you, I, I have very low expectations about that. One of the reasons why I don't get amped up about these things is because I don't think they're going anywhere. They're not. I don't have any reason 
I've not watched 2,000 Mules yet. As I mentioned, I'll be watching it soon. Don't have any reason now to doubt the content of it. But again, at the end of the day, and, and I love the phrase you used at the end of this text, if justice is served, come on, folks, it hasn't been served. Hillary Clinton is not in prison. How the hell did that happen? This goes back to what I've said before about managing expectations. Because at the end of the day, I think some of the elites are going to get away with some horrible things. Do I want that to happen? No. Am I going to sit here and talk and whine and complain about it hour after hour after hour after hour? Absolutely not. I'm going to soldier through in the reality that we have on the chessboard right now. That's the best that we can do. I was reflecting on this the other day and thinking back to the comments from Rush. Do you remember him talking about election fraud? You remember what he said? He said, we need to beat these folks so profoundly that they can't even cheat to win. Do you remember Rush saying that? I remember it multiple times, and he's absolutely right. We've got to make sure it's not even close. That's on us. I'm not blaming anybody this, this, you know, in, in this context right now. We'll have more to say about that a little bit later on. But I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. I refused. I refuse to beat a drum on something where there's not going to be any results. It's just not going to happen. The 2020 election is not going to be overturned. It's not. Now, I hope there are reforms that take place based on some of the things that I heard discussed from Dinesh D'Souza the other day. And that's really the best path, path forward to focus on what are the reforms that are necessary to prevent cheating, to prevent stuffing ballots into ballot boxes in the middle of the night, having the so-called mules collect these ballots, potentially ballots that are maybe even illegitimate. Do I doubt this went on? Absolutely not. Not at all. But again, are we going to reverse anything? I don't think so. Joe Biden has been extremely successful in being Barack's third term, accomplishing all of Obama's goals. That's Lonnie out of Anderson, South Carolina. Biden's energy policies collapsing the economy. Why don't you discuss the record profits the oil companies are making off of our backs, you clown? I tried listening again, but God, you're terrible. And so what that, see, again, what is that going to do? So I'm going to sit here, look at these terrible oil companies. Okay? Where are we now? (laughs) We must not make this about a person, this person says. Why not? There's a person named Joe Biden that is straight clowning the whole country. Well, let me, let me adjust, let me edit what I've said, because you're right on the money. I do believe this needs to be a referendum on Joe Biden. Whether that's November 
or 2024. Now that I'll give to you. A referendum on him. I'm saying on our side, it should not be about personalities. And no personality should make it about him or herself. It needs to be that referendum on Joe Biden. And if we make it about ourselves, we're going to lose. It's just that simple. Vince, everything is happening in our country, part of the Biden administration plan to destroy our country as we know it. He's bought into the leftist socialist agenda. There's no point in asking if he will do anything to help lower prices. The plan, as he said before the election, is to destroy the fossil fuel industry. This poor texture, our retirement plans are shrinking by the hour. What's left of it? Our paychecks getting smaller as Biden inflation reigns supreme. Destroying our freedoms, our rights, independent energy that we had. He has nothing to be proud of. Let that sink in. Lunch pale Joe. A lot of people echoing the same thing. This is an agenda. By the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And we have this. This is what blows my mind. You see all of your suffering, your struggles, at the pump and elsewhere? Where is the attention of this administration focused? When it's not destroying the country? We have Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. Having a conversation with the UK Guardian this week while in Europe. Are you ready for this? You might want to sit down. I hope you've had your blood pressure medication. He's saying the U.S. backs a plan to rebuild war-torn Ukraine after Russia withdraws with a Marshall Plan that will involve billions of dollars in aid. (laughs) Here we go again, folks. Money we do not have. We're already talking about bailing out and rebuilding Ukraine. Buttigieg in Europe for a meeting of transportation ministers from all over the world. Though the U.S. is suffering supply chain shortages, a baby formula crisis, and jammed cargo ports that theoretically fall within his leadership. The idea of a Marshall Plan has been championed by former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko, whose tenure was widely associated with corruption, leading to the election in 2019 to elect the current president, Volodymyr Zelensky, in protest. So let me get this straight. The former Ukrainian president, associated with corruption, is now calling for a Marshall Plan. I wonder if he has some role in being able to profit from this himself. Nonetheless, the point is, here we are, ready to rebuild Ukraine, as our own country is falling into shambles. Brilliant, isn't it? (laughs) Stay with us, folks. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more, two more. 
You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Gallon. Hmm, I wonder how that happened. So interesting. Friend of mine sent this to me a little while ago. You might find it amusing. If I can find it here. Tired of hearing about Joe Biden being blamed for the baby formula shortage. You want to blame him for inflation? Fine. You want to blame him for gas prices? Yeah, sure. He did that. But you cannot blame him for the baby formula shortages. He drinks Insure, not Infamil. <laughs> Good one there. Pretty clever. On the serious side, isn't it crazy these storms have been having the past few days? I mean, it is that season, folks. You know, it's a season we've got to be quite vigilant with the possibility not only of severe thunderstorms, but also tornadoes. I saw some video that was aired on WYFF. A viewer actually captured that video. Appears to be a tornado in Chesney, South Carolina. It was around 7.30 p.m. Tornado warning in effect for that area. That same cell went into Cherokee County. Another video of a possible tornado in Boiling Springs. And there's quite a bit of damage left behind. Tornadoes confirmed by the National Weather Service. They are going to survey that damage either today or tomorrow. Um, certainly glad that the damage was not more severe and that we did not lose lives and have... Um, what could have been a lot of injuries as a result as well. These things are uh, so random, aren't they? So random. So just another reminder, this is the time of year to be vigilant. I also want to remind you, because I'm a big aviation nerd, this is a time uh, you need to do some planning, too, if you are planning to do some travel. Here's something I, I don't think a lot of people know. Because I've seen some of these misadventures as I've been traveling and otherwise. Uh, th this causes a lot of disruptions for air travel. So if you're planning to travel somewhere when we have these storms going on, whether the storms happen here or elsewhere, now it's a problem here because Charlotte's the number two hub for American. And whenever you have storms... Keep in mind, people cannot work outside. They do not. And so what ends up happening is the airport closes for a while. And flights are delayed. And if they're delayed enough, you could end up stranded somewhere. I just want to give you a heads up. You need to check into the policies for the airline that you're traveling on. But it's possible if you end up... Uh, maybe getting to a hub somewhere and your flight is delayed, canceled, or whatever, you end up having to spend the night, be prepared to pay for it.
because I think in most cases, when it comes to weather, the airline's not responsible for your accommodations. I just want to give you that heads up because I've seen people who have been unpleasantly surprised and ended up spending their time at an airport rather than at a resort. So just give you a heads up. It's just that time of year. So uh, keep that in mind. Now, here we are, as one of the textures mentioned, this is a time that many of us can and should be celebrating what appears to be the end of the COVID crisis. And you know there are folks out there who are going to overplay monkeypox. Having said that, it's something that should not be ignored either. The CDC is out with a new warning. Here's what they are saying. Anyone can get monkeypox. Let me underscore that. Anyone can get monkeypox. But they are warning the LGBTQ community about a greater chance of exposure. I think we mentioned this on yesterday's program. In their statement yesterday, they're saying anyone can get or spread monkeypox, but a notable fraction of cases in the latest global outbreak are happening among gay and bisexual men. Some groups may have a greater chance of exposure right now, but by no means is the current risk of exposure to monkeypox exclusively to the gay and bisexual community in the U.S. This is from the chief medical officer for the CDC's Division of HIV AIDS Prevention. Anyone, anyone can develop and spread monkeypox infection, but many of those affected in the current global outbreak are identified as gay and bisexual men. One confirmed case of monkeypox and four suspected cases in the U.S., according to the CDC. The confirmed case, a man in Massachusetts. The four cases, men in New York, Florida, and Utah. A veterinarian and deputy director of the CDC's Division of High Consequence Pathogens and Pathology. I wonder how many divisions they have, by the way saying it's likely there are going to be additional cases reported here in the United States. Now, they're putting out this warning, saying the CDC decided to hold this news conference about the outbreak now because LGBTQ Pride Month usually kicks off around the Memorial Day weekend. Officials want to make sure the community was aware of this situation, urging doctors to be on the lookout for the disease because it can look like other types of STDs. In some cases, during the early stages of illness, the rash has been mostly in the genital area. In some cases, it has produced anal and genital lesions that look like other diseases like herpes or chickenpox or syphilis. The doctor goes on to say what we're trying to do by bringing attention to the fact that some of these cases have had a genital presentation. It's just to remind people, people may come in for evaluation of what they think is an STD, but they want the providers to think it could be monkeypox as well. Now, we're reminded it's extremely rare. Extremely rare viral disease, similar to smallpox, clinically less severe. So 
This is the new information and guidance out of the CDC. And I have to praise them, to be honest with you, that they're putting out this warning to the LGBT community because I think in the past, some of these things have been dealt with in a very politically correct manner. And I think to the harm of people. I think many of you will certainly agree. Still to come, we're going to talk about this is primary day in several states. We'll address some races and a former Trump administration official has some insights on 2020. This may surprise some of you. By the way, we've got great news for Nancy Pelosi, a place they're willing to offer her the Eucharist. You're going to love this one. (laughs) Stay with us. We talked about tornadoes earlier. Jeff says, I know an idiot who heard a tornado warning on his weather alert app, and instead of taking shelter, he went outside. He even stayed outside while the sirens were blasting. It wasn't until after they went off that he nonchalantly walked back inside. That idiot was me, of course. I'm from Tornado Alley. Jeff, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's also funny you're telling on yourself. That's quite amusing so we've got quite a picture developing with the elections today and the elections over the coming weeks I think one of the states that will get a lot of attention today is Georgia remember one of the things I said to you before how important it is we do not make this about personalities. We're seeing what has happened by doing so in the state of Georgia. It is a mess. It is a cluster. Politico has a story. Trump sparked a GOP war in Georgia. Some aren't ready to forgive and forget. It will not be easy to reunite the party after an election season from hell. Georgia's political party, the Republican Party, controls all of the state's constitutional offices. Yet the primaries are a crowded mess today. The governor facing a former senator, the secretary of state besieged by a congressman, the state attorney general and the insurance commissioner... Fitting off tough challenges in the open primary for lieutenant governor features two state senators spending millions. All of this traces back to a single chaos agent, former President Donald Trump, who unleashed a hurricane of disruption in Georgia after losing the state in 2020. Republican politics there has not been the same since. Now the question is what happens afterwards? Some of the bitterly divided party are already wondering how to heal the divisions fast enough to remain GOP to retain the GOP dominance in November, or whether that can be healed at all. Chip Lake, who is a veteran GOP strategist not involved with any campaign this cycle, said when we have primaries, we get our money's worth. I really think these primaries are in many respects an extension of what happened last cycle. 
you look after every primary, you have to put Humpty Dumpty back together, which is not easy. The issue of reuniting the party, no small matter. In what's become one of the nation's most competitive states, Trump's grudge against Georgia officials who refused to overturn the 2020 election results in his favor has already had far-reaching implications. It can be traced to the loss of the state's two GOP-held Senate seats in 2021. We talked about this before. That was an issue, partially, of Republican voter turnout. It was depressed. Why would it not have been depressed when we were told the elections don't matter? That since cheating took place, you can't trust them anyway. Why bother voting? Now, both of those seats occupied by Democrats. Hopefully, this can be remedied this year. In November, the state will be home to a competitive governor's race and a Senate contest that will prove critical to GOP chances of winning back the Senate. The former president, as in Donald Trump, has endorsed primary challengers to four different incumbent GOP statewide office holders, including Governor Brian Kemp, who's a top target of his ire. The lieutenant governor, a Trump critic, declined to run for re-election to focus on efforts to build a post-Trump GOP. His decision not to seek another term created a four-way open primary. Trump has endorsed State Senator Burt Jones over State Senate President Pro Tem Butch Miller. Now, I'll just tell you, I don't know these people. I don't know anything about them. So I don't have a dog in this fight at all. In the Senate race, Trump has also left his imprint, helping to recruit former football star Herschel Walker, thus alienating another Georgia statewide official, Agriculture Commissioner Gary Black, who's already running. Many of the campaigns have clashed bitterly on issues surrounding Trump's false claims he won the 2020 election. Former Senator David Perdue encouraged a crowd chanting, lock him up, about Kemp at a Trump rally. (laughs) This is crazy, isn't it? Sitting Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger has repeatedly called his challenger, Representative Jody Heiss, a liar for spreading Stop the Steal misinformation. In the race for Attorney General, Trump endorsed C. John Gordon, vowed to open an investigation into the 2020 election, and that we will prosecute the people that are responsible for this. The state chair, party chair, David Schaefer's roles also left hard feelings. While state party chairs typically support incumbents or, at worst, stay neutral, Schaefer, a Trump ally, has actively recruited primary challengers in some cases, even backing Purdue's challenge to the governor. Folks, this is a mess. It really is. And I hope we remember at the end of the day, (laughs) the last thing we need to do is to give this state, which is supposed to be a red state, to the Democrats yet again. I hope we've learned something from the November election and the election that followed that put two Democrat senators in that state. Coming up, Transformation Tuesday and more on the influence of one Donald Trump. Stay with us. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.